My name is Christina Costello. I am known as Voice and Calling in Genshin Impact, and you are listening to VoiceOver Champions Podcast. Change into VoiceOver Champions to save the VoiceOver world. Hello, everybody. Joshua Seth here, voice actor and host of the VoiceOver Champions podcast, which you are listening to now. This is a show about voice acting for voice actors and fans of voice actors. And today is part two of a special series that I am doing on remote voice acting, because since the pandemic, this has become possible for anyone to do voice acting from anywhere. And if that's something that you are interested in, definitely head over to voiceoverchampions.com where you can watch my free intro to voice acting video and sign up to be on the list for my next voice acting workshop on Zoom, which I don't know when that's going to be, honestly, because I have been out at Comic-Cons and trading card conventions, meeting the fans, signing autographs every weekend for a while now, and that is continuing for the next couple of months. So I don't know, maybe I'm going to have to do one of these Zoom voice acting workshops on a weeknight. I've always done them on Saturdays. But last weekend, by the way, thank you to everyone that came out to see me at the Trading Card Game Con in Indianapolis. I had never been there. And note to Indianapolis, it is supposed to be spring. Why is it so freaking cold up there? Windy, freezing. I, uh... I was not dressed, ready, or prepared for that. Hopefully, it'll be a different story this weekend because I'm going to be at WeebCon this weekend in Dallas, Texas, along with, oh, about a, a million other people. This is a big one. There's going to be a lot of voice actors and celebrities at WeebCon in Dallas this weekend. I'm looking forward to being there and seeing any of you Texas fans for a three-day signing this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Next weekend, the 15th and 16th, I will be at the Quad City Comic Con in St. Cloud, Minnesota. The weekend after that, 22nd and 23rd, I'll be appearing at Fayetteville Comic Con in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then let's just wrap up April here with the following weekend, where I will be appearing at the Anime Ocean City Con in Ocean City, Maryland. Whoo, that's a lot of conventions, but I love it. So that's it for the tour schedule for this month. Now let's go to my conversation with today's guest, Christina Costello, and find out how she has been able to be a very busy working voice actor despite living in Massachusetts and doing everything remotely. This is part two of how to get booked as a remote voice actor. Part one was the last episode with Sarah Sakura, and now let's get to part two with Christina Costello right now. Let's go. Hi. <laughs> hey, you know, so we're doing this episode on voice actors that are not based in the major markets, that are not in L.A., New York, or Dallas. So where are you based? Absolutely. I am based in uh, Massachusetts, a little bit north of Boston. What? So I yeah. <laughs> did not know that. I went to college in Massachusetts. I went to Hampshire at Amherst. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I know where that is. <laughs> it's, a, it's the hippie college with no grades or anything. In, oh, uh, I love in the that. Of an apple orchard. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so, so yeah, you don't have that Boston accent unless you can put it on. 
yeah, I mean, I can do like the pack the car, really thick Boston accent. It comes out by accident sometimes when I'm reading yeah. um, anime because there's a lot of R's and they're like, where are you from? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm Boston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're not thinking about it, it comes out. What kind of work do you mostly do? Uh, I mostly right now have been working in video games and then uh, a little bit of anime in children's animation. Mm-hmm. Have you always been a remote recording voice actor or did you ever live in a market where you had an agent or did you always do this on your own? Um, This has always been on my own. I did come from on camera because Boston actually has a pretty good on camera scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, this has been my own journey uh and it's a little bit chaotic but it's really opened up with the pandemic which is weird to say but thank you pandemic (laughs) (laughs) well there's always a silver lining yes there could be a silver (laughs) lining which is voice hey i'm very late to this party i should have been one of the first people to get a home recording booth put together because i was recording digimon last evolution kazuna in los angeles i live in florida and i flew out to la to record that the studio oh. shut down in the middle of recording and I had to do the rest of it from home with a blanket over my head and a Yeti blue because I didn't have anything. But it did not occur to me that remote recording would become the norm because I wasn't plugged into the voice actor community because I'd been gone from voice acting for so many years because I'm, mm. I'm a stage performer. Uh, and and only in the last year since doing all of these Comic-Cons and conventions and meeting other voice actors... Are they telling me, hey, you should have, you should be recording. Everybody's recording remotely now anyway. So yeah. I, I set my booth up. I had an excuse to buy my nice uh, Neumann TLM 103. Yep. And, now, and now I'm interviewing people to, to teach others how to navigate this journey, but also myself because the business has changed so much from when I used to be out there and everything was run through an agent and you had to physically be in L.A. to now being right. more entrepreneurial about it and doing it on your own. So when did you start? How did you start? And how has your journey progressed? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like I had said, I had started from on-camera acting and I am uh, disabled. I have a rare lung disease. So on-camera is about 12 hours a day and you're constantly on. And that was a little bit hard on my body, but this is what I want to do. So when the pandemic hit, it kind of dawned on me that voice acting was finally a little bit accessible and it was something Mm -hmm. I could try to get into. Um, I was lucky enough that my boyfriend does music, so he already had equipment. So I Mm. borrowed it, stole it, you know, the same thing. (laughs) You had a a treated space already? Yeah. So I really lucked out in that regard. Um, It's way different now. I've built it into a booth that's like double walled for work, but that was kind of, I had an entry point that sounded good. So I was able to kind of get my toes Mm -hmm. into it and I had acting experience. So I kind of what got year to, like, was that yeah. when you started recording VO? Uh, uh, 2020, right? Like, oh my gosh, right March at the beginning. Of, that's yeah. right when everything <laughs> shut down. Yeah. yeah, that's when I like snuck in. I was like, wow. oh, wait, I can get in there. Yeah. Um, and you've done a lot of work since then. Thank you. Yeah, I've been Seems pretty like busy. Yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm definitely lucky to be busy. Um, but I came in with acting experience, so I got mm-hmm. to kind of... Oh, that definitely is important. <laughs> when I when I do these voice acting workshops on Zoom, that's all I talk about. I'm not qualified to talk about the marketing side or anything. I'm qualified to talk about the acting side yeah. of voice acting, and I'm learning about the other aspects of it. So Absolutely. you probably had a commercial agent in Boston were they able to get you auditions as a voice actor or did you do all that on your own? 
Oh, everything was on my own. I had honestly just shifted enough from acting that I had, I left the New York agency because they were not on board with voice acting. They didn't oh. see the point, which was ironic because that's all I booked. Those idiots. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right? like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I started booking on my own. I'm still, I'm freelancing with agencies now. I'm still doing mm -hmm. most of the things on my own. You say agencies. So are they regional agencies around the country? Um, I have uh, freelancing with an agent in the Bay Area out in mm -hmm. San Francisco and an agent in LA right now. So we'll, oh, we'll, nice. cross, our, we'll cross our fingers. Yeah. I'm starting, yeah, I'm getting that, but I sound like I'm 12. So that's why I think they want me. <laughs> I do a lot of kid stuff. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Your voice quality is great. It's really easy to know how you would be used in a project. Like me, I think. Like I have a very specific voice type. And if that's the thing that you want, I'm the one that does that. I, I think. You're the same way. There are yeah. a few other voice actors that I know uh, who have that pure kind of childlike ringing like a bell sound, like a Sandy yeah. Fox, for instance, would be in that category. So you have the the ability to be directed like an adult, but the sound of a kid. And it's not going to change like a kid would actually not always sound like that. You always will sound like that. So yeah. that's, that's a competitive advantage Yeah, that you have. <laughs> So well, thank let's, you. <laughs> that seems to just be the truth. Did you already have, you have over 22,000 followers on Twitter. How did that happen? Um, What's that about? That, <laughs> that's all thanks to Genshin Impact. That game is mm. quite popular. And yeah. I think I came from, I think I had about 3,000 maybe around that when I got cast mm -hmm. and it exploded and it's, a lot. <laughs> sure. No, that's that's how you came on my radar, honestly, because the, people will comment on my posts. And, and then if they're uh, in the, the voiceover community, I'll, I'll check. And, you know, a quick way to check is, all right, do they have more or less than, say, 10,000 followers? Yeah. And you're significantly above that. So immediately, in my mind, it gives you some credibility. Now, I know there are people that are not active on social media who think that's a bunch of BS and it doesn't represent talent or work ethic and, and they're right but it's a quick way of determining if yeah. the person has a following for voice acting then obviously they've done things and they're legitimate yeah absolutely so so genshin impact was your big break how did that occur how did yeah. you even get the audition for it thank you yeah uh it was you know it's funny i didn't know i was auditioning for genshin impact if i'm being perfectly honest it was completely codenamed and i fall for mm. code names mm -hmm. um a lot of people are like, oh, you can tell from the art. I cannot. I am not that person that knows uh -huh. that like secret. Um, so I almost didn't do the audition because I had a kidney stone and I didn't really feel super Ouch. great. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but I ended up doing it kind of last minute, I won't lie. And one of the comments they had made was, we really liked you for this character because she's uncomfortable and we could hear that you were like <laughs> acting uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, I was. Yes. Another example of taking lemons and turning it into lemonade. So that's a great approach to acting, though, is just to organically incorporate whatever it is that you are feeling in that moment into yeah. the character and the read and, and see what happens and see what comes yeah. out. Yeah, I definitely that's, got that's, lucky that that's what they wanted. <laughs> that's part of creativity is just combining things and making something new as a result. So, But how did you get the audition or was yeah. it through an agent? Um. So... Some people do get them through agents. I basically had one of the two casting or one of the two voice directors had messaged me and I didn't realize 
that he was looking for Genshin at all. He was just very quick, kind, wonderful, and said, hey, you have a nice childlike voice. We're stuck with the casting. Is there any way I could get your demo? I can't tell you what it's for, but I can tell you you want to audition for it. And That's I was great. like, sure, absolutely, yeah. I trust you. And how did they find you? Was that on Twitter or somewhere? Else? It was through Twitter. Yeah, it was which through is Twitter. Wild. Yeah. Yes. Which is yeah. Really wild. I tell people this is where the voice acting community is, and I think it's because Twitter doesn't require you to post pictures all the time. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You can really. Which, by the way, you look totally different in, in person on on this video <laughs> call here than you do in your headshot. Like your headshot oh, looks yeah. really dark and dramatic, and. You're oh, yeah, very, very bubbly, <laughs> very bubbly, light and bright, and wearing cat ear headphones. Yeah, I, why the disparity? <laughs> are you <laughs> are you catfishing people with that picture? Because that doesn't really look like you. It looks like your older sister that's been through some things. <laughs> so that was yeah. my on camera headshot, and I needed to okay. prove I was in my twenties uh, mm. for on camera purposes because I'm five feet and very bubbly. Um, so yeah. we took a more serious time for new photos because like. Why not have your photo represent your actual personality and your voice, which is what you're selling? Like you, you, you are much more youthful in your yeah. whole uh, manner of being. Your energy is much, <laughs> yeah. much brighter. You should than check that. out my website. It has a fairy godmother picture. If you go, yeah, to my what was website, that all about? It, that's what? that's my energy. That's who I am. I'm a princess. What do you mean? Oh, I thought that was like maybe a day job. Oh no! <laughs> it's granting wishes. I, exa that is exactly yeah. it. No, I used to do like fairy parties, and I thought it was cute, uh -huh. and it kind of represents. Yeah. Hey, that's my where I started. Honestly, a very similar place is when I first moved to LA, and I had an agent, so I thought, "Hey, I'm in the business." Little yeah. did I know, I'd book like one out of fifty auditions those first few years, and oh, I yeah. was making my living doing kids' magic shows. And oh, that's so fun! What, whatever you can do, I think, to make a living in the performing arts without getting a real job, is beneficial because it's still acting. You're still performing. Yeah, you still get a chance to try out different characters and voices, and there's no tougher audience than a bunch of kids who are screaming and distracted. And if you can keep their attention and make them laugh, you know, in that sort of a context, how much oh, yeah. easier is it in a recording booth? Oh yeah, they are the bluntest. I, I'm very lucky that I did not get mean comments from children, but they're very. Are you really a fairy? And I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. please don't yell and at they me. Kick, they kick surprisingly hard. Yes, I've watched yeah. them take down adults. Yeah. <laughs> who did I interview on this podcast? I think it was. I think it might have been Brian Beacock who said he was Barney in like the touring production of Barney the Musical. Oh, wow. Yeah, and. And would have to jump around in that costume. So the things oh, the things no. we do till voiceover pays the bills. That's, exactly. <laughs> I still say it's all preferable to getting like an office job because you're still performing and you're still putting out that performance energy, which yeah. keeps you in the game and it teaches you things. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's still acting. <laughs> so, okay. So you had acting training, you had on-camera yeah. experience. You made the jump to voiceover less mm -hmm. than three years ago. Let's shortcut this process for people, including me, having been gone so long and never approaching this as an entrepreneur. I've approached yeah. other areas of my career as an entrepreneur, but voiceover for me was always handled through the agents. The agent would give me the auditions. I would hand them back. The engineer would, would record and edit the sessions. All I would do is just show up and talk into a mic. And it's not like that anymore, especially for yeah. remote 
recording. So what were the steps that you took that put you in a position to be able to even get the auditions that you ended up booking and building your career yeah. around? Absolutely. Um, I think that a lot of remote recording is networking on our side. It's a lot of, it's like networking on hard mode. So I ended up taking a lot of classes with casting directors so that I could understand what they were looking for and show because those classes are able to usually read for them. So that's a good opportunity to be like, hey, I may be far away, but I'm taking the class in my booth. Here's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. It's not that bad, right? Uh, and they mm -hmm. get to see your personality where they used to be able to meet you in audition rooms. It kind of gives you kind of the same vibe a little bit just so they can understand who you are. Yeah. Yeah, there used to be in-person meet and greets basically with casting directors uh, yeah, yeah. when I lived in L.A., but oftentimes the casting directors, oftentimes, pretty much always, those casting directors were like assistants at the agency, not the actual casting director. Yeah. So my advice to anybody listening that wanted to go that route is do a little research and make sure the person you're taking the class from isn't simply someone that works in the casting office, but is the right. person making the hiring decision. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of them, honestly, who will do remote classes and kind of get to listen to talent and... A lot of it was after sending that like thank you email, but making it your personality and you know sneaking a website in there so eventually they click and <laughs> want to yeah. hear from you. Stealth marketing, and that yeah. really that's how you did it. I mean, how many classes did you have to take before you built oh, up gosh. enough contacts for that to become a viable strategy? Um, so that was part of the strategy. I've taken quite a few classes, not a ton. I am I'm very cheap. I have to be very upfront. I'm a cheap person, so I really like pick and chose the classes. Yes. That I would spend the Let's money on. Let's say frugal. Um, You're frugal. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, frugal. Yeah. Um, cheap, cheap <laughs> seems like a negative. And to me, it's <laughs> like, well, I think it's a, a good personality trait to not <laughs> waste your money and assets because anywhere that you spend it in one area, you don't have it somewhere yeah. else. And especially in the performing arts, which tend to be feast or famine, like, oh, I just booked this big gig and I have thousands of dollars coming in. Oh, I booked nothing this month. I, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing to not have spent everything from the previous month. So, yeah, so how, like how long did it take for that strategy to bear fruit? Um, I probably took classes for on and off for between a half a year to a year, probably half a year until mm -hmm. I started seeing some auditions from those casting directors. But at the same time, I was also networking online. Uh, Twitter is very like hashtag based, I've realized. I'm not like Is it the best. still? I wonder oh, if those hashtags is. still work. What I, I hashtags? So. What hashtags work for you? I have used like the voice act, just voice actor hashtag. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a Middle Eastern voice actor. I'm Lebanese, so you do like. Uh, do, you, the, do you speak any Lebanese Arabic? I can do a little bit. We we talk smack around my house in Lebanese yeah. Arabic, so we don't say like nice things that I could say on air, but I can say some stuff. <laughs> Kifi, shufi, mafi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I speak. Um, I speak a shwe shwe. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny. My mom speaks it pretty well, but she has an American accent, so she didn't want to pass the American accent down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so your strategy, which is uh, makes sense, but I, I haven't talked to anybody who's done this, is to just simply pay your way in. <laughs> like like pay, no, pay for online classes with, well, in order to get in front of casting directors. Yeah. And then, it, and then do a follow-up yeah. email. With, with a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink, link to your demo. Yeah, and a lot of yeah. it was also cold emailing. Most of my strategy, really? and I don't know if I recommend this or not. It worked mm -hmm. for me, but I don't know if I should have done it, was cold emailing. I took like some classes, 
mm-hmm. and got in front of people I really wanted to work with, which was amazing. But I sent a lot of cold emails out, and I don't know if that's like loved or hated, but I well, did, did it. it work? <laughs> did it work? It did. It okay. did work, but look, I don't know what if it does, should have worked. <laughs> look, if you're polite and you're not overstepping boundaries in in the email, you know, or, or yeah. being demanding about it, I think there's 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 a, a way to do it in a business forward fashion. Let's say yeah. that if they if they don't respond to you, no harm, no foul. You know what's Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. But if they do respond to you, uh, there's an audition or a booking you wouldn't have had otherwise. Now, the next yeah. question would be, how did you even know who to who to email? I wa- I grew up, obviously, like everybody else, I feel like, on the planet, but watching a lot of cartoons and that kind of stuff that I liked. So I would look at media uh, on a smaller scale that I wanted to be in and kind of look and see who cast. And some of those emails were most likely never answered, but I did send them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... For video games, there's a thing called the game dev map, and it shows all the indie studios in the country. And I Mm -hmm. went through a lot of them and emailed, hey, I know you're on a smaller scale. I'm a freelance voice actor. Is that something you may need for a project? And I said, I think there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I I honor and respect the chutzpah that it took to to do that. (laughs) Did you keep the list? You could probably sell access to that list. Do have that list somewhere yeah. where I sit, so I I made a list so I didn't like bother somebody again. That mm-hmm. was my mm-hmm. like, yeah spreadsheet is typically how you would do that. Yeah, and make sheet. sure yeah to make sure I wasn't like harassing people. I was just cold email. <laughs> do you, do you, are you still doing all this without an agent, or are you rep now? Um, I am currently just testing the waters with agencies, so I'm like on a freelance basis, but I'm doing everything on my own basically. Yeah. All my bookings are me. They're all through networking. I don't know how I got so lucky, if I'm being perfectly honest, uh, but I think a lot of it is timing and luck, too. Some, I mean, timing is important in all endeavors, but you have a very specific voice type that is in demand and unusual. And obviously, you have a work ethic. You you believed enough in, in yourself to not give up after the first six months and you said it. The first, it took at least six months until you got responses to these yeah. classes and emails. So I think a lot of people would have given up before then. So that's important too to to believe in the talent and the, the potential that you yeah. have. Do you have any <laughs> any parting words of advice for people like yourself that don't live in a major market but aren't beginners either? They've got yeah. the equipment, they've got a treated room, they are ready to go, and they don't have any auditions. What do you suggest? That there is room for everybody in this industry. I firmly believe that. And to keep putting yourself out there, whether it's through social media and using the power of Twitter. I know some people use TikTok to get themselves out there. Whatever you have to do to politely get yourself out there without, you know, harassing anybody. Uh, I highly recommend it. You have to put yourself out there because if you put don't, no one out there will and know don't harass are. anyone. Yes, yes that's, please. Do that it could be politely. a bumper sticker. That's, a, that's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. I agree. Uh, Christina Costello, thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. I've got a question for you. Have you ever thought about getting into voice acting yourself? If so, check out my free intro to voice acting class at voiceoverchampions.com and become a voiceover champion.